0: Let's turn to Matthew chapter 24. We're going to read the first 14 verses of the chapter. Let's hear the word of God. And as we're reading, let's remember we're reading God's precious and fallible and inerrant word and reading it out of one of the most reliable and faithful translations from the original languages but I will also point out tonight as we turn to Matthew chapter 24 that for us this is probably one of the most important chapters in all of the Bible let's hear God's word Matthew chapter 24 We'll read from verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumours of wars See that ye be not troubled For all these things must come to pass But the end is not yet For nation shall rise against nation And kingdom against kingdom And there shall be famines and pestilences And earthquakes in divers places All these are the beginning of sorrow Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end The same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. My text tonight is found in Matthew chapter 24, verse 6 and 7. And it reads, And ye shall hear of wars and rumours of wars, See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, But the end is not yet, For nation shall rise against nation, And kingdom against kingdom. Now I've entitled the message tonight, A Military Prophecy About War. Matthew chapter 24 is known as Christ's Olivet Discourse. And this sermon comes after Christ's scathing denunciation of the Jewish religious leaders in Matthew chapter 23. We read in verse 38, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth, till ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Now not only notice how Matthew chapter 23 ends, but notice how Matthew 24 begins. It says, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple. Now, the temple is a reference to the second temple, and in the days of Christ, it was still under construction. The construction started about 20 BC and ended and completed, I think it was 64 AD, and it was a most beautiful temple. Magnificent building. Now as Christ leaves the temple area, getting out of the temple mount, his disciples start showing him the beautiful buildings that are all around them. They're saying, Master, look at these, probably making reference to the stones. Look how wonderful and lovely and beautiful they are. Now in Matthew chapter 24 verse 2, we've got Christ's astonishing reply. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you. The word verily means truly. There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now when they all reached the Mount of Olives, Christ is sitting overlooking Jerusalem. That Some of us have been there and seen that sight. The Temple Mount is in the foreground. It's easily seen the dome of the temple. And his disciples asked him three important questions. This was what on their mind. Tell us when these things shall be. In other words, the destruction of the temple. What shall be the sign of thy coming? That was the second question, verse 3. And here's another part to that second question, really a third question. When shall the end of the world or the end of the age be? Now look at chapter 24, verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them. So he's answering these three questions. Now Christ's answer contains a number of prophecies. And I believe that these are literal prophecies. Literal prophecies that will occur on the earth prior to his return in power and glory, to set up his literal messianic kingdom, his everlasting kingdom on the earth. And these prophecies are events that are going to take place in history. Now I'm calling these prophecies tonight signs of the times within the planet. During many Wednesday nights, for those that have come to the Bible studies, we've been looking at signs of the times among the people. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 to 5 People in the country People in the professing church And there are 19 of them Now they're not recorded as yet We'll maybe get round to it Mark and I Sometime in the future But I'm thinking tonight Of the signs of the times within the planet And they're not even in order tonight They're not chronological Because the first sign that Christ gave Was a theological prophecy about deception And you can read it there in Matthew chapter 24 And verse 4 and 5 He says take heed that no man deceive you For many shall come in my name saying I am Christ And shall deceive many That is a theological prophecy about deception Now I'm not preaching it tonight But I will at some stage maybe next week but I will preach it because it's very important. Tonight, like you, I've got a heavy heart because of the situation in Ukraine. Ukraine is on our minds. It's in our thoughts. So tonight I want to look at a military prophecy about war. Now look at the text. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars See that ye be not troubled For all these things must come to pass But the end is not yet For nation shall rise against nation And kingdom against kingdom Now three things First of all The unfolding tragedy of war And ye shall hear of war And rumors of war For nation shall rise against nation And kingdom against kingdom Now I believe this is a prophecy And a picture Of the reality Of war You see from the dawn of time There's been wars In the world And there'll be wars Right up to the end of this age There'll be wars To the end of time As we know it There'll be wars right up To the second coming of Jesus Christ in power and glory. And you only have to think of the great battle of Armageddon that's coming. If we were to trace the history of the world, we would say tonight there's been many wars. Notice it's plural. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. I want to say tonight that war is a terrible thing, it's the scourge of any country and society. War is to be avoided at all costs. Now, sadly, regrettably, there are some times when war is necessary. And in the past, ministers have had to preach about a just war. There have been wars throughout the world. And especially we're thinking tonight about wars that have taken place in the world that have happened after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And every war all points us to this fact that one day Jesus Christ will return in power and glory and set up his kingdom. And here's a fact. More people have died in the 20th century due to war and conflict and terrorism Than any other century In the history of the world If I was to start tonight With the Mexican-American War The 25th of April, 1846 To the 2nd of February, 1848 If we then come to The American Civil War The 12th of April, 1861 To the 9th of April 1865 And then we could add in The Spanish American War The 21st of April 1898 To the 10th of December 1898 And then we'll think about World War I The 28th of July 1914 To the 11th of November 1918 What about World War II, the 1st of September, 1939, to the 2nd of September, 1945? Have you ever heard about the Korean War, the 25th of June, 1950, to the 27th of July, 1953? What about the Vietnam War, the 1st of November, 1955, to the 30th of April, 1975 what about the gulf war we're more familiar with that the 2nd of august 1990 to the 20th of february 1991 and then we have the iraq war the 20th of march 2003 to the 15th of december 2011. then we've had the afghanistan war 7th of October 2001 to the 30th of August 2021. And now we've got another war. This is the 11th that I've counted the Ukraine Russian war. And it actually started on the 20th of February 2014. And it's been going on for eight years in two breakaway regions. And then on the 24th of February, 2022, a few days ago, Russia launched a war of aggression against Ukraine. And we could add in to this mix all those killed and murdered and terrorist attacks and conflicts around the world. Thinking of Northern Ireland and the IRA and thinking about the United Kingdom And and the, the ISIS attacks ISIS is the true face of Islam We could add in attacks in other European cities Like Paris Berlin You see The 19th century And the 20th century Have seen a lot of war Millions have been killed I was tempted to start trying to count But I'm not good at mass. But I do know that it runs into millions if we take these 11 wars on their own. And you see, every war, brutal and terrible as it is, is a pointer to the fact that Jesus Christ is going to return. And he's going to return visibly and bodily to this earth. And it's a fact there have been more wars in the 20th century than any other century in human history. And in the Sky News, it was reported to this day, the question we have been asking, has World War Three started or is it about to start? See, many are asking the question tonight, well, why does God permit war? Wars arise and take place because of the total depravity of sinful men. And the total inability of sinful men to deceive themselves. And do you know how war starts? Small events. Tiny sparks. What started World War I? I was saying to the boys this morning. Because of the murder of Duke Ferdinand of Austria. He was shot. Murdered. That started World War I. World War II because Germany invaded Poland and then the other countries were brought in. And remember at that time, some of you do remember this, that Hitler, who was the man in charge of Nazi Germany, he had entertained Neville Chamberlain, who returned in 1939 to the UK, getting off an aeroplane, waving a piece of paper, saying, peace in our time. And there was Hitler promising peace. And all the while he was preparing for war because in that time he invaded Poland. World War III. Are we on the brink of World War III? The Lord knows. A lady, very bravely, from the Russian air fleet, she asked President Putin why he had started special operations. Using his terminology in Ukraine This was his argument Now listen carefully He said that Ukraine is unstable The situation is dangerous They want to have nuclear weapons In the country They have leanings towards NATO There's Nazi groups there There's high level of government corruption. I think even Donald Trump would allege that. And there's persecution of pro-Russian separatists, especially in the two regions that Russia has just announced to be part of Russia. You see, some of these may be, and I'm only saying a may be, legitimate. But I would say to President Putin tonight from this pulpit that no matter his legitimate concerns or no matter the strength of his views and even though things may be legitimate from his point of view, it was never ever a reason to invade a sovereign, independent country. He has absolutely no business to start a war of aggression It's not right And I've called it right This is a war of an aggression And we would have to say to President Putin tonight That you are behaving as a tyrant You're behaving like a totalitarian dictator You're behaving in a manner like Hitler behaved And see I believe tonight this war has been brewing for some time This war has been predictable And this war has been inevitable and I have to say, sadly tonight, and I don't know the man, I've never spoken to him, I look upon President Joe Biden as a very weak president. Did you know that Donald Trump, when he was president of the United States, he told President Putin to his face during his presidency, if you ever invade Ukraine, I'll bomb Moscow? And I believe he was genuinely sincere. And there was no invasion of any country under his presidency. During the reign of the President Bush, Georgia was annexed by Russia. During the reign of President Obama, the Crimea was creamed off by Russia. And now under President Biden, they have invaded the whole of Ukraine in a war of aggression. Let me say tonight, we should expect war in the world Do not be alarmed and fearful at news of war Expect war in the world, not peace I want to say tonight, sadly there will be no universal peace in the world Until the Prince of Peace comes There never has been peace in the world And there never will be a world peace Why? Because the Prince of Peace hasn't come yet And he's called the Prince of Peace Isaiah 9 and 6 And despite the efforts of the peace people Despite the efforts of the ecumenical movement And the charismatic movement And despite the best efforts of apostate Protestant leaders I want to tell you Something that they're not telling you tonight We should expect war In different parts of the world Because the world will be at war Right up to the end When Jesus comes There will be times of war And there will be times of peace Jesus said And ye shall hear of wars And rumours of wars And in such times What do people need? Well they need peace with God The Bible says Therefore being justified by faith We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ And what will sustain you In a time of war will be not only peace with God But the peace of God that passes all understanding Philippians 4 and verse 7 You see after this war There'll be other wars This war could trigger another world war World war 3 could just be round the corner And this war eventually will lead And other wars to the rise of Antichrist Antichrist will make a peace accord with Israel That will coincide with the building of the third temple. In that seven-year peace agreement, he will break the covenant midway between himself and the Jewish leaders of the day. He'll set up a statue of himself in the temple. And that will usher in for this world a period of what we're going to call great tribulation. And that will eventually lead us up to the battle of Armageddon in the valley of Megiddo. And in the midst of that battle, as Israel's about to be annihilated, the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ himself, will come. Someone has asked me just the other day, well, why does God not stop this war? Well, God is sovereign. God is on the throne. He's in absolute sovereign control. He has foreordained whatsoever comes to pass. And the Bible says in Psalm 46, verses 8 and 9, He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow. He cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. And we can pray to Him, Lord, stop this war. But as we pray to Him, we must turn to Him, repent of our own sin. We must be in a right relationship with Him. We must trust Him. I was really struck with the word. And ye shall hear of wars And rumours of wars Notice it's in the plural It's not just one war It's many It's important that you understand this tonight You see, it's a military sign When shall the end of the world be? What shall be the sign of thy coming? Here's a military sign about war There's war in the world because of man's sin Sinful men Wanting their own way And seeking to implement that way So really that is my first point tonight The unfolding tragedy of war Notice secondly and quickly The universal tendency in war If you look at the text Jesus said see that you be not troubled You see I believe tonight That it's a natural human reaction To be troubled about what we see and hear And what we're seeing and hearing on the television screens is absolutely horrendous. I have to confess, the other night I was in tears. I was trying to sleep and I couldn't sleep. I heard about the murder of a 10-year-old girl with her mummy and daddy trying to go to school. I was hearing about the murder of an 18-year-old baby. I was hearing about a a 26-year-old lady who was going to a dog shelter to feed dogs who was gunned down at at, at point-blank range. You see, I want to tell you tonight, you already know this, war is a terrible thing. When we think of war, not only one, but many. Millions are dying. And the war is changing the world. And this war, the world will not be the same again. Because war changes the balance of world affairs. This is the last thing the world needed, a war in Europe. We were not coming out of COVID. We are facing levels of debt that's unprecedented in world history. Spiralling debt by the UK, the USA and European governments. Where are they getting the money, young people? Are they borrowing it? If you were stuck for a hundred pound And come and said to me Reverend McLaughlin could you lend me a hundred pounds I'd be more than happy to do that If I had a hundred pounds I'd have to ask the boss first You know who she is But anyway here's the point They're not borrowing this money They're literally printing it They're literally inventing it There's nothing against it The gold standard has been done away With President Nixon Here's another sermon, an economic or a financial prophecy about debt. That would be a good title for a sermon, a financial prophecy about debt. And it's here in this passage. And just when the world was beginning to emerge from the scourge of COVID, COVID, I believe, of course, was a judgment from God, which is also in this passage of Scripture. For we read, there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. Just as we emerge from that judgment The world is plunged into another dark and dangerous and difficult time You see history teaches us that war in europe affects us all Hearts and minds are affected the future looks bleak There's a great sense of apprehension People are fearful people are rightly worried Here's what christ said See that you be not troubled and the Lord's people tonight, not only in Ukraine, but those Christians and Christian churches in Russia, need a word of encouragement, need a message of hope. And what would the Savior say to them? See that you be not troubled. Because remember, God rules and reigns in the heaven and on the earth. It's all foreordained. Nothing is taken him by surprise. Nothing is by accident. Wasn't this something that the king of Babylon learned? If you turn over there to the book of Daniel, And Daniel chapter 4, and we read there, uh, very important verses. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation, and all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doth according to his will in the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth... And none can stay his hand Or say unto him What doest thy? You see even though we are in shock Let's hear the saviour saying to us tonight See that you be not troubled Nebuchadnezzar was the world's First Gentile ruler and leader He's the head of gold who waged war against Jerusalem three times. And here he learns, whenever he's broken and brought to repent and get right with God and is converted, he acknowledges that God rules and reigns in heaven. The word troubled here means terrified. Think of people fearful, weeping, wailing, people in shock, intense agitation. That's the word here. And Jesus said, see that ye be not fearful, terrified, weeping and wailing and agitated. Remember what he says in John 14 verse 1 and those comforting words and what we would call the upper room discourse. This was before he went to the cross, the night before. Remember what he said to his disciples, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also. It's the very same word. And then he said it again Three times as in the Bible John 14 and 27 Peace I leave with you My peace I give unto you Not as the world giveth Give I unto you Let not your heart be troubled Neither let it be afraid And here's a word for troubled times When you hear wars and rumors of wars A war might be true It may not be true Stories can be fabricated There's a lot of fake news It's hard to trust I know the mainstream media Russia sadly is not reporting The news, as it should. Media outlets don't report news, they produce news. We're well aware of that. But when we heard the news of that war on the 24th of February 22, we were troubled. And Jesus says to us tonight, even though this is a universal tendency, see that you be not troubled. It's interesting. Just bear with me. When Donald Gray Barnhouse came to Belfast, he came to Belfast, I think it was on the 2nd or 3rd of September 1939. And when he landed in Belfast, he came to preach. And on that very day or the next day, if he came in the 2nd, it was the 3rd, World War II had just broke out. Germany invaded Poland. And the church that he was preaching in in Belfast was packed And he knew that the people had come to hear a word from God. And he said to them, preaching from this very passage of Scripture, Matthew 24 and 6, whatever the future holds, people, hold on to the word of God. And you see, I want you to fix your mind in the sign. We can see the signs of spring in the hedgerows. We can see it with the berries being produced, the signs of summer. You know whether it's going to be a bad day or a good day. What about the sign of the saviour coming? Here's one of them a military prophecy about wars Buildings being destroyed blown to bits buildings crumbling People's lives being taken but remember of course that we read in the scriptures in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 17 and 18 He makes this tremendous statement Listen to what is being said Matthew chapter 5 17 and 18 think not that i'm come to destroy the prophets destroy the law or the prophets i'm not come to destroy but to fulfill for verily i say unto you till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled isn't it wonderful tonight that we can turn to the infallible and inerrant word of god and not allow our hearts and minds to be surprised or shocked or fearful we expect wars it's the outworking of human history ultimately it brings honor and glory to god remember we live in a broken sinful world here's the immediate impact the fall of jerusalem the destruction of the temple the jews out of their land and they were out of their land right up to may 1948 and see here's a pattern a pattern for world history A pattern of bloodshed Man's inhumanity to man Acts of brutality War crimes Why? Because we live in a sinful, broken world We could add tonight What's happening in Yemen Assyria Lebanon Israel we, we could think about could wait. We could think about the rise and fall of world empires before Christ came, the Babylonians, the Medes, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, and, and the final world anti-Christian system that's coming, the ten-toed kingdom, uh, uh, that, that's a restoration of the old Roman empire. It's all here in these words. See that you be not troubled. Not only the universal tendency in war, but let me close the unique truth about war. I want you to think of this as we finish. War is a terrible thing. What does war bring? It brings death, destruction, and destitution. And do we not see that? Is the Ukrainian people not facing danger of death? We're thinking already of a million and a half refugees leaving Ukraine in two weeks. And what are they to do in the face of death? Well, my advice to them would be to turn to the Lord and to trust in him and fix their heart and minds in him and remember their future of their lives and their country is in his hands. He's the God of today, the God of tomorrow. The Bible says, repent ye and believe the gospel. And even if we say, well, Lord, why have you allowed this? We have to fall back and acknowledge that it's part of his permissive will. Because he has foreordained all that comes to pass And yet somehow he's not the author of sin The author of evil It's because men are wicked It's because men are ungodly Because men are evil Man's depravity Man's mortality Man's fragility See, death is a consequence of living in a world Under the curse of sin And one day we will die The word for the coffin of many is already made The spade is in the hand of the undertaker. And the Bible tells us there in the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 9 and in the verse 27, it says this, listen to the word of God. And as is appointed unto men, wants to die. But after this, the judgment. Not only facing danger of death, but danger of despair. Can we not see despair in the faces of the Ukrainian people? There's none to help. What do we say to people whose lives have been taken, whose homes and cities have been destroyed, whose bombs are falling all around them? What do we say? Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. And we say to them tonight in your despair, we're praying for you. We pray to God, stop the war, Lord. Lord, step in. Lord, you can't allow this annihilation to continue and to take place. have to say Lord we're helping we're helping with financial aid we're willing to do that we think of our brother Colin Tinsley 120,000 25 40 ton lorries going out our own mission board the Slavic Association Faith in Action the the, the church in Timoswara and we're trying to target uh, financial and medical aid to the right people and as they face the danger of despair and give up hope I want them to know there are people to help People are praying. And people are willing to do what they can. See, that's another unique truth about war. And what about facing the danger of denial? Aren't many tonight in Russia denying what has taken place in the Ukraine? Could we not call on the British government? We appreciate that President or Prime Minister Boris Johnson has got six-point plan. But we have to ask, is there a willingness to go in and stop the war militarily? Because at the end, that is going to be inevitable. Because only that will stop the tyrant with his mindset and utter destruction of Ukraine. And we have to pray, despite the danger of denial, Lord, open eyes throughout Europe at this time. There's many other things could be said, but we'll leave it there. And I trust and pray tonight that what I have said will be applied to you even in the gospel. Because as you face despair, you also face the danger of your own personal death. Don't be in denial of your need of Christ. The Bible says, repent ye and believe the gospel.